All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. He plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Not Brian Chesko. What? Yeah, not Brian. This will be a little different show today, uh, Dave. Hey, sometimes different is good. Okay, wait, he's got to actually introduce himself. Uh... Andrew Sharon. There it is. Sometimes affectionately known on our podcast as Andrew the Ref. I already, Andrew the Ref. I already played the introduction song that I still have. So oh, I haven't forgotten. He loves that. that. I know. I, it's horrible. And by and love, I, I, I mean love it. He it's hates like it. Elmo on LSD. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Brian is unfortunately out today. We love you, Brian. Brian, we, we want you back soon. But in the meantime, we have a very capable uh, fill-in. Thank you, Andrew, for coming and joining us. Uh, really quickly, before we get into Game Week 13, the results of the Game Week and everything that happened, all the fantasy implications of what happened, tell us, Andrew, because this is ob- we're going to come to you a lot on this. Oh, gosh. Uh, I think all of our listeners, especially if they've been listening to us for at least the last month, they, they know pretty well where we stand on VAR. Uh, tell us your background. Give us in a, in a nutshell both you know the yeah, actual because, yeah because it's been a while since we've had you on yes it's yeah. not your first time on but it's been a while so give us your your credentials maybe maybe give a you know the equivalent to the UK you know for those who are, are listening from the UK yeah and then uh, I want to hear how you feel about VAR because <sighs> before you begin we have a Slack workspace I say this every show you can follow our Slack workspace if you uh, give at a certain level on Patreon that's right Fantasy Soccer FC is where you can find us on Patreon. Uh, Andrew is a part of our Slack workspace, and his VAR takes have been excellent. They have been. That's been about the only thing that he ever says that is excellent. Uh, I'm Dave. Come on, jokes, <laughs> oh, jokes, jokes. Man. It's the loudest, at least. He's a guest, Dave. He's a guest. <laughs> I, he's family, so he is, it's sometimes, true. Are sometimes family, you got to handle the barbs. <laughs> I am into insult zone now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an honor. It's it's that's it's right. A, you know, yeah, it's that's a, right. it's a compliment to you, Andrew. No, tell us a little bit about yourself and your credentials in refereeing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I've uh, been refereeing for a number of years. Uh, mostly at this point, do work in Division One college, NCAA. Uh, I do a fourth division here and uh, just started in the third division, USL League One. Uh, same kind of nomenclature as EFL. Um, skill-wise, you know, maybe a league behind uh, U.S. soccer is still building up, as we could all know from this side of the pond and the other. Um, but, yeah, so third division just started doing this year um, and hopefully up and up. All right, that, which is excellent. So you obviously know enough about the you know laws of the game. Enough to be dangerous. Enough to be dangerous. <laughs> all right, so you've, you've been following how VAR has been implemented across all sorts of leagues around the world. But obviously yeah. the United States adopted it before England did. 
Yeah, yeah. How would you compare the introduction it's, of is VAR? Is it called the same? Not that it matters, but yeah, VAR, yeah. video-assisted video referee. Assisted referee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the only place where it's really called something different is college. They call it video review, uh, but they have a vastly different list of things that are able to be reviewed. But in principle, I guess it's the same thing. They just have slightly different rules on it. Um, How would you say that the implementation of VAR into the Premier League, because obviously that's the direct application of what we're doing here tonight, how has that been in comparison to what you've experienced in other leagues? Man, uh, you know, it was pretty obvious when they started instituting VAR. I mean, they brought in people from MLS, from Iredivese, from Syria, uh, were the, really the big players early on, who wanted to be super serious about implementing VAR because there was so much naysaying that went on. Oh, it's going to slow down the game. Oh, it's going to take passion out of the game. No one's going to ever celebrate a goal ever again, you know. You sound like some ref or uh, some managers, I should say. Some managers. <laughs> I was going to say I've never complained about it slowing down the game. Managers yeah. have. Or all the stuff he just said, I've never complained no, about no. personally. And no. that was mostly before VAR came out. Yeah. And for the most part I felt like uh that group of arguments and naysaying went away when yeah. the first couple leagues started. And you have a couple managers still complaining about it, but ultimately it's not nearly as bad as people thought it was going to be. But MLS probably, you know, maybe I'm biased, but I think we had the best implementation of it because they literally spent months having people sit in the VAR booth and do it as a trial and check everything they were supposed to check um, and not actually implement it in the game, but having people spending months doing it and as we can probably all agree the implementation in the Premier League has not been as seemingly calculated. Okay, so that's interesting because obviously your perspective is going to be a little bit more... Professional? Advanced, yeah, than, than ours. I mean... Yeah, you know, I mean... We, we've been going off of what we've been watching and the things we've been reading yeah. and, and then adding in our own interpretations. And I would dare say I've been trying to be as gracious as possible to VAR and how it's been implemented in the Premier League, but it sounds like you don't feel that way yourself. Well, so the the problem is um you know, Premier League always tries to get out in front of things and be the the trailblazer and be the one that really sets the stage on an international level. Um but when when you uh, implement VAR the same year that the second league in in Germany does, <laughs> suffice to say you're behind the times. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um and, and it's one of those things where we've seen time and time again that uh, people pretty much stopped complaining about VAR, um, even in the World Cup, in the recent Women's World Cup. The only exception being like goalkeeper encroachment. That was a big change. But that had more to do with the law change than VAR. Okay. Really, arguments and complaints about VAR had gone to a whisper by the beginning of this summer with all the leagues that had implemented it. And it feels like just Premier League wanted to do their own thing and forget any of the precedents that the rest of the world had set. Mike Riley came out. Uh, today or yesterday, Mike Riley is the head of referees, uh, basically for the Premier League, and said VAR rules are created to appease for the international game. We're trying to fix this for the Premier League. Oh, I don't like that. Almost well, verbatim, well, what he said. Well, again, my whole thing is, and I, I don't need to continue to bash this into the ground. I don't think they know what they want. Do you want to get the call right, or do you, or do you want to? Look like you want to get the call right and not overturn your referee's calls yeah. and save face. And so, like, those you can't have both. You can't have both yeah. ways. And, and that's been my problem because sometimes it's get the call right. And then, some, so 
and, and then sometimes it's the other, and there's no consistency. Yeah. And I think that is a massive, massive issue. Yeah, I, th- I think the worst thing that could have happened to Premier League is having a World Cup that went really well for VAR, and then a Women's World Cup who went pretty well for yeah, VAR. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then come in and say, we're going to do it to only eliminate Thierry Henry handballs. When in reality, the entire world is watching the Premier League and going, that's a penalty, but it's not as brazen of a penalty for them to say, no, we got to fix this. Right. My last question on this before we get into our, our show, and then we'll hear plenty of more, mm. uh, plenty more about this from oh, we as will. we go throughout. Uh, is there any other league in the world that puts dotted lines on a, on a screen like we see in the Premier League? For pixel offside lines? Calls? Yeah, pi- pixel P- lines. Micro pixels. Uh, so the MLS has done similar things. Okay. Um, they started toying with it. Um, and I think the era de Vese does. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Some Dutch listener is going to freak out. That's okay. That's all right. Close. I don't know Dutch. We'll just have Brian how to say it next week. It'll be perfectly fine. How to say era de Vese. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I think you're really close, though. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Ish. Yeah, sure. You know. Yeah. All right, so NBC. it's not just England. That part, at least, the, the part that seems the craziest to me is not just English. That's I guess that's good. All right, well, let's get on with everything that we have here to do, uh, guys. We we're going to talk bit. about Game Week 13. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to brush through the Dream Team, give you some of the segments that you've come to know and love. Uh, I've got a game of Stutter Dud I want to play with you guys. I've got six guys. Got to be honest, their numbers are looking pretty good. Okay. But I need to okay. know moving forward if you think they're an FPL Stutter Dud, so we'll duds. play that game again. <laughs> All dead. <laughs> All right. Done. Next. But first, we've got to get into the game that still sweeps the nation. Dave, and the world. (laughs) Sports Gizzing! All right, so last week you came into Game Week 13. Yeah. uh, I'm calling it a 2-1 record. Yes. That's fair. That's good. I think, I don't think my score was great this week. Two players might have kind of kept it afloat. Son and Lacazette were great choices. Yes. Yes. They they did the bulk of your team's sports guessing. They did uh, the heavy lifting. Scoring. And yep. there was no own goals this week. Yeah. You didn't get so it that, all right so for the wrong so that, reasons. That's a good start there. Right. Uh, you scored 39 points without any kind of captain choice. We've got to make that a captain choice. How does that happen? How does that slip through the cracks? I mean, I, I'm guessing one of your two top scorers probably would have been your captain. Which would Pro- dramatically probably, change I your score. I probably would have gone with Sun. Which means that I'm going to go ahead and declare you a winner again this week, Dave. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> because if you had Captain Sun, your team score would have been 52 points, which exceeds the average for FPL. <sighs> Barely. That's you know win. what? It crushed my team. Oh, of wow. course it did. That's the way it goes. Sports guessing's 3-1, and one, and my hopes and my chances of remaining <laughs> in FPL continue to dwindle by the week. Uh, 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 uh. We will come back to this segment at the end of the show. Are you ready to do a sports guessing team for game week 14? Uh, absolutely. I, 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 every week, and I don't know how I continue to fail at this, I, I want to make a bowl with all the names and mm-hmm. just literally draw mm-hmm. names out. I have slacked and not done that again, so I literally will just have to do it. No pun intended. Do it at slacked. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Fair enough. I will have to do it at random, which is starting to stress me out. You could just have your captain alphabetical. <laughs> First true. letter. Boom. That's true. You could. I mean, All right, fair enough. Sports guessing. Uh, you're you're captioning Jordan. Are you no, no, at no. some point? I want you to pick like a. It can't be the first letter. Can't be the last. The longest last name. C? Somewhere in the name in the middle. It's sports guessing. So that's got to be G. Is it guess. possible to get it wrong? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely not. You're three and one. You're doing amazing. It's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. All right, let's go through the game week thirteen dream team. We're going to start with a pair of canaries. Canaries, Dave. Wow. Hey, listen, all it takes <laughs> is playing Everton, and there you go. Dream <laughs> team, Tom. 
Everton nil, Norwich two. We had two Canaries make it. Let's start with Tim Krul. A very interesting way to 11 points for Tim Krul, yeah. highest scoring goalkeeper in the game week. You know who Brian wants to be the all-time <laughs> sports guessing goalkeeper. He Tim Krul all oh, the time. Krul. Oh, Brian. Yes, sir. We miss you. Yeah. That's so amazing. He would be championing this all the way. Hey, Tim Krul got all three bonus points in this match. Hey, Cantwell shows, no else shows back anything. up. Now, Scott, now listen. <laughs> is it just because they played Everton? Uh, because it's been a long time since Cantwell has done anything. It's true. Um, His 10 points now, come out of nowhere. Good thing for Canaries is they play Arsenal next week. So A somber statement. They could just have great <laughs> scores again. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, Cantwell, this is his first return since game week five. I, I know I sold him. A lot of people have. His price is back down to 4.6 for this match. But I, then, I'm, I'm not going to buy him. 10 points. Why? I don't know. Why would you at this point? I mean, Tim Krul is uh, not the worst all-time goalkeeper. It I just depends. Admit. So here's no. the thing, right? He's still in guys' teams because of his, his price. He's still in 16% of teams, almost 17% of teams. So. Amazing. People who aren't planning on playing five midfielders, he, he's a good person to just hold a spot. Here's the question the FPL asked owners, though. How many of you uh, in that 17 to 18% had him on your bench for these 10 it's points? True. It was a number of players. Hey, Timu Puki. Timu Puki. He got five assist, points, right? He yeah, got five assist. fantasy points. Well, and here's the thing. Cantwell, I mean, he's not going to bring you 13 points every time. He's not going to bring you 20 points probably ever. But if you are going to play the four midfielders and you want someone cheap who might come in if someone doesn't start out of nowhere looking at It's Sala, not horrible, right? Salah owners idea. would have loved Cantwell on their bench. Perfect fit this week. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great call. You need him again. You need a Cantwell. You need someone who's four or five who's just going to sit there and rot otherwise. That's true. Uh, Everton, obviously, the, I mean, I know Luca Dina keeps being a, a a high percentage owned defender. Is he the new John Stones? He should be. He should be the new John Stones. Lucadinia. Lucadinia ownership, ownership update. update. Wow. Hey Dave, can you give that to us? Let's make that a thing right now. On the on the cu- off the cuff on the cuff on the cuff on the cuff. Lucadinia <laughs> ownership update. You don't have to do noises for this. Just give us the percentage, man. Luca, I can't even find him. He's not. He's not on the. You shouldn't find him. That's why. Uh, let me look. Let me look. Scrolling away. down. Scrolling down. Here we go. You could sort Luca by club. Dina, ownership update: sixteen point eight percent. that's a waste. Same high. as Cantwell. His last six matches: two six minus one six two one. Yeah. Guys, it could be. It could have been worse. It's not horrible. It's pretty rough. It's not good, though. No, it's, it's not, not good for someone who's costing you 5.9. Yeah, so, exactly. I think that's where, especially when, again, don't make me say it, how many Sheffield defenders are scoring more points than that guy and all much, much cheaper. Anything else we want to say on Everton? I mean, there's nothing here. Yeah, Marco Silva's getting sacked. Until Moyes he's is gone. coming in. Yeah. Everton, gone, Everton is in nothing. a relegation fight as long as that yes, guy's there. That's, that's true. And Arsenal will be joining them soon. In a relegation fight. In the last two years, has there been a more overrated Premier League manager, maybe outside of Jose Mourinho, than Marco Silva? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll get to bad. that guy right. you just mentioned at some point. I got right. some interesting takes on that. I've been back and forth flip-flopping all over the place. Well, let's go there now, shall we? Why not? Sun made the dream team, joining Cantwell. Sun scored 13 fantasy points, had a great week. In the you know what Sun of- needed? 
West Ham two, Tottenham a new, three. A new dad. I was waiting for the dad joke. Someone, someone to it. say, son, you're gonna be just fine. For someone with as pure a heart as son, Jose Mourinho is about the worst pairing. That he Scott, could possibly have. All like son a Star wants Wars to do. Dark side mom? Yes, yes, it is. Josie's bringing him to the dark side. Yes, that's exactly right. You guys are crazy. All son wants to do is just please his dad. His dad came in. I love what he told Deli. You, you know what Jose told Deli? What? When he saw him for the first time, he said, "Are you Deli's brother?" <laughs> I heard this. He said, "What?" That's the manager quote of the week, goes, right there. Manager quote of the week. Are you Deli's? Yeah. <laughs> he said, "Are you Deli's brother?" He said, "No, I'm Deli." He goes, "Start playing like him." Oh, that's amazing. Well, okay, that sick underneath himself. Pass showed. I think he. Uh, hey, he listened. Hey, yeah, he listened. He did. <laughs> Look, I when I first saw this happen, number one, I I really couldn't believe it. Right? I mean, because obviously, a lot of punditries. It, it's been two weeks since we've recorded, so a, a lot has gone on. But Jose Mourinho, for those of you who haven't been watching Premier League or anything, or is any now the manager. Station. Yeah, you're just listening to us for some reason. Spurs. Yeah, I mean, there might be one person. In, okay. All right. And you know, what, Madagascar. What, what friend of yours? What friend of yours? It is, happens. Is Sometimes right. it happens. So. <laughs> Bottom line is, One Jose Mourinho is in at Spurs. Mauricio oh. Pochettino is out at Spurs. Yeah. And at first, I thought, wow, this is just going to be another... I, I, I thought it was a horrible idea when he went to Manchester United. But it's weird, man. I've kind of come full circle on Don't him at stop Spurs. stop it. You're, this is the uh, Arsenal fan. So, no, hold on you. a second. I'm with him. I, I, I think this is... I don't want to see Spurs succeed. You do know that, right? Or Mourinho. Or Mourinho. I hate both of them. He's the Diego Costa manager. But I, I will say this about him. There is a weird part of me that thinks this is going to work. Now, I have always championed that creative players don't get better under him. And I'm not saying that that won't still happen. But I think like what he does really well, I think, is when you already have a good set of players, those Chelsea teams... He didn't necessarily bring a ton of people in. There were already good players there, and he made them better. This team needed something, needed someone with some bass in their voice who has done something to make them better. They lost the Champions League final last year. Yeah. If Jose Mourinho is managing that game, I, that that might be – who knows? The, it's not like Liverpool ran over him in the game. It might have been different. Yeah. I don't know. I Maybe he changes things. Maybe he brings a different bravado, a different attitude. I don't know, but I, I do know that his players can look up to him. He he has the trophies behind him to look at his players and say, do what I say, I know what it takes to win. Pochettino in 13 years in top flight football has zero trophies. Zero. Yeah, it's, it's weird because when I look at what Everton's doing, when I look at what Spurs is doing, Arsenal is a great example of this. These are teams that if you pull a game up on FIFA, you'd kill for people like this on your roster. Yes. Spurs has a good roster. How Poch couldn't do more is beyond me. Everton has a good roster. Not as good as Spurs, but how they're not doing more there is beyond me. Josie Mourinho is, I has agree the about Everton's roster. Yeah, it looks sure. good on paper. They have the opportunity to take Spurs and do something good, and it reminds me a lot of his Madrid team. You have... One really good player up top in Harry Kane. Obviously, Ronaldo was on the wing. But this is a team that looks a lot like Benzema, Iguain, Ronaldo, Ozil. 
And Ozil was best under Mourinho at Madrid. He loves wingers, and he loves one big, scary person that people have to focus on. He does love that. I agree with that. He wanted Lukaku. Yeah. He had Diego Costa. So he he, Drogba, right? So he does love that, and and he knows how to put them in positions to win. But what he also does, and this is something that that the Spurs have lost, they used to have defensive fantasy players that you could depend on mm-hmm. to get clean sheets. What he will bring back to them is the first thing he'll do. He did it first game. Is he told Ben Davies, you're never going forward, <laughs> right? Yeah. Serge Aurier, you can go forward a little bit. And Eric Dyer, you don't leave in front of the center backs. Yeah. Eric Dyer hasn't hardly seen the pitch this year. No. He wasn't even in shape. He brings them in and says, "You don't. You do this. Don't make we, fifty We will sprints. lock yeah. this down." They were up three nothing. I know the scoreline was three two. Mm-hmm. They were up three nothing, and then West Ham got a set piece and and another kind of deflection goal that went in. I'm not taking anything away from West Ham. West Ham, you know, kind of they they did their best. <laughs> the Spurs though at three zero looked good. Looked old Spurs. They looked okay. aggressive. All right. Too. So here's the here's the question for this show then. Which Spurs are you racing towards? Son. Under Pochettino. Or, uh, I'm sorry, not under Pochettino, but now under Mourinho. Son or Mora? Really? Not Kane. I don't think he's going to do any better. Hmm. And Deli Ali is going to be used to draw people in. He loved to do it. Now, the ironic thing is you mentioned Drogba earlier. Drogba never outscored Frank Lampard when Mourinho was there. Shocking, weird stat. But if you look at... Every other like attacking 10 under Mourinho, they get crazy assists, they steal space, and they score from the wings. Yeah. It's almost every single team he's had. So, Jose's first game back, Mora starts. Yeah. Now, Mora started one game before that, two, two games before that in the last seven. Yeah. So, it was kind of like, I mean, I feel like that was kind of a statement. Out of nowhere, right. And Josie does this. He was the one that broke Iker Casillas' spirit. The world was like, what are you doing, man? He has his favorites. He has his people that he just picks. And if this isn't a sign... Like Eric Dyer. Like Eric Dyer. This is is his game. This is his mind game. Son is a really good option because he's going to get attacking returns, and you know this. Mora isn't a bad option because he's cheap. And that's why I'm bringing him up. Yeah. He's not as expensive as Son. He might not get the same returns. Would you rather have Mora or Pulisic? Pul- oh, I did it, Scott. Pulisic. Well, I already transferred in Mora. Oh, I already have okay. Pulisic. Oh. All right. Wait, you said you already have Pulisic? I already so have, have Pulisic. Both. I have them both. If you had to choose, who do you choose? Because there's people out there right now thinking to themselves, they're, they're, they listen to what you just said. They're like, oh, wow, okay, yeah, that's an interesting point. And, you know. I feel like Pulisic has the form right now. Yeah. If this is the guy Josie Mourinho is bringing in to be that wing, the opposite wing of Son, he's going to get goals. All right. I think you pick one, and you know that they're going to drop him in. Uh, what about William or Mora? William is 7-1, Mora 7-0. I still go Mora. I think Mora has a better ceiling, and with people like Pulisic playing better, with people like Mount... William's going to be more susceptible to rotation. And Josie just picks his team and he goes with it. Two more. David Silva or Mora. Uh, Scott, David Silva or Mora? Pick uh, one. I would take Mora over David Silva. However, I would take uh, Pulisic over Mora to go back. Okay. All right. Silva, if you can afford him, I think 
I mean, just with the way so City's playing. So is that 7-6. Moore is that 7 Yeah. But there aren't a ton of guys in that 7 area. I don't love City midfielders right now. Okay. Uh, and the last one, Madison. James Madison. Mm, Got to go James Madison. Well, <sighs> Madison continues to be an enigma for me on Leicester. He, he's, he's his a, returns are... He's a are, good real-life player. Yeah. It doesn't show he's, up in he's fantasy. He's not last year's Madison. It, Madison it's got just not showing up on fantasy, but yeah. he's he's showing up, so... Except when he scores goals. I mean, I will say Madison's last four, eight, nine, nine, three, and the schedule is still tasty for another month for Leicester. I mean, true. So. I think whoever you got, if you have Madison or more, you keep them. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you pick one, you go with it. I just don't think many people have Mora. I'm certain. I'm certain that they don't. Well, and also Mora has been this perennial underachiever because he comes out sometimes and he scores a brace and he scores another goal and he goes like 12, 9, 10. And then doesn't play ninety minutes for two months, but that was under Potch. Uh, Mora owned by four percent of teams. Yeah, so which is more than that's I expected. More than I w- expected. Yeah. So uh, interesting take. Before we leave the uh, West Ham Spurs match, we we need to give a little bit more attention to West Ham just for a second. I actually want to give out my meaningless honorary fantasy half point here nice. to a particular hammer. Okay, and I'll be honest, this may be honorary. And this may be meaningless. Sure. But I sure hope that in real life it's a little bit meaningful to the hammer I want to give this half point out to. Should we email him? We let him know. I mean, I'll do anything because Roberto just needs a little love. Does he have a broken heart? I'm not sure there was a player more harassed by his home fans this past weekend than Roberto. Maybe managers, but not players. Uh... Roberto's... Yeah, you know, Brian was right all along. <laughs> Roberto's just not good. He's, he's usually right. Yeah, he's just not good. Brian, Brian is usually right. Brian said that the, when the second Fabianski went out. Before he had played a minute. Yeah. I don't know how he knew it, but oh, he did. Oh, man. Roberto did score two points here, but he contributed to uh, at least the first goal. And, I hope he uh, enjoys that fantasy half points. Guy. Yeah, I just want him to feel a little bit better. I mean, I, I care about him as a person. That's very kind of you. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about Burnley. Watford nil, Burnley three. I know we're avoiding the top six here a little bit by going to this match, but James Tarkowski is having a moment. Yeah, and, and that's all he'll have is one moment. <laughs> so you're, on. you're off James Tarkowski already? So after this week, if you want to buy him, buy him for one more week. Buy him for one more week uh, as they play Crystal Palace. But I currently own Pope, and after this week, I'm selling them. Because it turns into a nightmare. Yeah, City, Spurs. And I'm getting out of the Burnley the Burnley defender uh, goalkeeper game altogether. Now, I will say this. It doesn't matter who you play. If Burnley has a set piece and Chris Wood is on the field. Yeah. Is there anyone? I, I asked this to Brian the other day. I was talking to him on the phone Saturday. After Chris Wood scored again on a, another set piece, and I'm like, is there anyone in the Premier League more dangerous on a set piece than Chris Wood? Yeah. I'm serious. Yeah. Name me one guy that you're like, oh gosh. I mean, you I just like know he's going to score every almost every game. You feel like Chris Wood's going to score a header. He said he's had great returns in five of the last six matches he's played. The problem is there's those two in the middle there where there's nothing. Yeah, but he's six two. You you depending on him every week? Uh, probably not. You're probably depending yeah. on Vardy and and Abraham and others. Firmino, you know. Do you really Aubameyang? want him as your third guy? Is 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 his price worth being the third guy? Yeah, possibly though. I think so. Your third guy's Jordan Ayew. 
It was a whole pound. Yeah, but cheaper. I think I'm probably in the in the rare. I don't think many people are doing that. Look, people. Here's another thing. As I embarrassingly transfer out Jordan Ayew right now, <laughs> do you want to make? Do you want to have a differential on your team? Chris Wood is owned by 1.1 percent of teams. Yeah, that's valid. Okay, so that right there in itself, from your third striker that you're not expecting much from, that's not going to kill you. And and if you got to play him, it's going to be fine. That's the one guy coming up on on, the, on that fixture list that his form might not fall because he, all he needs is one or two set pieces. All he needs is one or two chances, and he can get a hold of one. So, but here's the thing: if you're going for third forward, you got Jota, Ings, and King, who are all as expensive or cheaper. You really want Wood out of one of those four? Uh Wood's been, I think, more reliable than King. Seems love recently. Well, King's now, been out, yeah, Ings. That's an interesting decision. Ings, clean by, sheet by, killer by hook yeah. or by crook, the clean sheet killer. Yeah. Continue, it's a toss-up, maybe. He finds his way into stinking goals. Unfortunately for Ings, he can't play Arsenal every week where they just let him <laughs> play dead balls into the goal. All right. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, stop, right. try, stop trying to set me up. All right. Now, with all of this said about Watford and Burnley, this is obviously a bad loss for Watford. Kind of a one step forward, two steps back for Kike's Watford. Scott, I am concerned slightly. I mean, you I've seen be. rumors that Kike might be out by Christmas <laughs> again. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. This Will is you Watford. be able to handle this? Yeah, I mean, I've gone through heartbreak with Kike once before. Uh, you know, I'm going to have to do it again. It's perfectly fine. Okay. But if there's one player who is being who has been missed more than anyone else for his club, it's I don't Tro- know who Troy it is Dini, right? besides Troy Deeney. Troy Deeney made the pitch this match. He returned. And so I want to get ahead on this and ask you, as the first of the six players we're going to ask this question about, is Troy Deeney an FPL stud or dud as we move forward now that he is officially back? I saw Deeney on the list of people you were wondering about, and I wondered if you were drunk. (laughs) I'm working on it, but I wasn't when I did it. I'm serious about this. Deeney is going to get his. Watford needs him. He's going to go straight back into the pitch. Probably play alongside or just in front of De Lufeu. And he's going to get his chances. Plus, let's not forget, this is the Troy Deeney who takes their penalty kicks. He'll probably take his share of free kicks. There's going to be some fantasy points here for Troy Deeney. You're assuming they'll ever be in the opponent's penalty area to earn a penalty <laughs> kick. Valid. Well, and, and by the way, Troy Deeney is down to a 6-2. What, what you're saying, though... Chris Wood's exact price. I, I will give a little bit of credence to... Um, and again, it's something that I've always said I feel like is there, but I don't, I don't know how to exactly describe it. But if if there's certain players that, that the second they step on the pitch, it changes the attitude of their team. We've seen it happen at the 60-minute mark when guys sub in. And and, and I think Deeney might be one of those guys where, where there's a certain level of confidence that the other players have uh, when, when they know he's suiting up because he's in the dressing room instead of the stands because he's injured. The locker room might be different. He absolutely, with his leadership, could make a massive locker difference. Locker room dad. Yes? Come oh, on. Oh, there's no doubt. He is Watford's locker I, room dad. I'd call him a locker, locker room, room dad, boss. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably more accurate yeah. for his personality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a locker room boss. Yeah, that's I'm not true. calling him the dad. Sure. He's the boss. But I, I, I'm so just saying honestly, it right now. Yeah. Now that he's back, don't be surprised if he scores five fantasy points next week and then drops 11 in a couple weeks' time. I'm telling you. 
It easily could happen. They're at Southampton, at Leicester, home to Palace. Not then, terrible. Then, not great, but not terrible. Then at Liverpool, home United, at Sheffield. If you if you were pitching me uh, on your sale there of Troy Deeney, that schedule just convinced me otherwise. Really? No, I agree. It's I agree. not worth the money it, for it, someone like Ayu, who's cheaper. If you're talking about Wood, who's the same price, who actually looked good against the team that they just beat that Troy Deeney plays on. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yes, if you ask me... In 20th your, place Watford. Let's just imagine you ask me, hey, Dave, would you rather have Chris Wood or Troy Deeney? It's, it's Chris Wood. Chris Wood's it's in form. A question. He's in form. And I currently own Jordan Ayew. As I, you know, look, I'm not relying on him every week, but look, every third game he scores a goal, and at 5-0, it's not horrible. Can't beat that, yeah. Nope, I agree. All right, we're bouncing around the dream team here from game week 13. And Dave, I'm going to I'm going to come close to home here. Alexander Lacazette. Yeah. One of three forwards to make Stop! the dream team. That wasn't the question. Oh, okay. You weren't asking me stutter dot on him? Uh, I he wasn't. He randomly screams stud sometimes. I mean, when he yeah, I mean, he, he referred last episode to being in the stud game, you know. So, I, you know, we'll we'll let him do his thing over here. Andrew might be in a stud game. Who knows? <laughs> What is happening? I regret. No, I, I regret. I regret that I brought this up. I'm wearing a puma shirt, so are my nipples a little bit forward today. Dude, you are rocking. Look, I, I want to give you credit. I love this. So uh, this is a perfect time to bring this in. Telling us more about yourself, you are a Plymouth Argyle football club fan. Come on, you pilgrims! Right? Uh, that's fantastic. How? How'd you get into that? Uh, I just figured I would choose whatever team was closest to me. I grew up in Massachusetts. I'm all Boston sports teams. I'm a geographical kind of fan. So I figured, okay. whatever. Pilgrims came here. Let's go with Pilgrims. Then I really? realized they sucked. <laughs> and then they got better. Got okay. promoted. Got yeah. demoted. Last year was bad. Uh, and but they, your heart's in now. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. I love Come that. All right. Well, no, that's, that's, that's better than my story of picking Arsenal by their colors and being in London. See, here's the thing. English... Listeners are are just shuddering right now to hear these two stories, but mine's no better. And that's the fun thing right now about the United States. I don't know what else we can do. What do you use? There's no when we know nothing. When you start off, and if you know nothing, like I knew when I first was picking a team, I'm like, I knew it wasn't going to be United, and it wasn't going to be Chelsea. That's a great start, though. That's where (laughs) I started. Great start. (laughs) My wife worked for the airline years ago. And so I could fly for free. So I'm like, well, I'm going to pick a team in London because I don't want to take a train up to Liverpool or up to Newcastle or somewhere else, sure. Manchester. Or down to Devon. Or down to the coast. I want to stay in London. And so then I was just strictly looking at the teams that season in London, mm-hmm. and uh, I went with Arsenal. I, I did, like, passed I did, up Crystal Palace. What's I didn't like um, West Ham's colors. Didn't like QPR? It's a matter of I didn't QPR. like Spurs' logo. <laughs> I, didn't, no, I think QPR wasn't, and honestly, I really did like... The QPR was real close. That time, they were probably in the league. So, anyways, <laughs> I landed on Arsenal and then just picked them up and started following them. So, the reality is, you know, a lot of American soccer fans' stories on how they found a club start in one of two ways: either you found some random fact to latch onto and then watched that club until you fell in love. Or you found a random club to latch onto and tried to watch them and then fell in love with a different club along the way. It's always one of those two things. Well, my son will be 
he, I grew up watching Arsenal games right. every weekend. <laughs> That's what his story will be. I'm trying to change the new generation. But obviously, geography plays a big role in where you become, who you become a fan of, right? Yes. But here in the United States, it's a complete mishmash of in every single yeah. metropolitan area because you get there your own way. And it's a it, very individual and it's thing. also growing because the ICC loves American money, and so the international the champions yeah. champions cup. Yeah, they're the playing the all their tournament. preseason stuff. That's right. And they want all the big clubs to come over, and so the Barcelonas, Madrids, the PSGs, and a lot of teams from England are coming over to play in the ICC. Well, or if you're La Liga, you're trying to play your regular freaking League Cup match. That's uh, true. League matches here. That's true. They, but also, they, they are fighting. That's never happened. Their their lang. I hate it for them, but their language barrier, which doesn't even make sense anymore, because I feel like the game is so universal. Yeah, is 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 an issue. Although. Man, ESPN has picked up, and they've been broadcasting Serie A games. So it's true. It might yeah. not be as big of a hurdle as some people think. It's fascinating, but uh, yeah, you are rocking the Plymouth Argyle, and um, I imagine up the Pilgrims. I mean, it's it's a little see through because it is Puma, but that's okay. We'll <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll get past that as we go. <laughs> Maybe it's intentional. Uh, but Dave, we're talking about Arsenal two, Southampton two. I know Lacazette was the bright spot. About everything else was. A little dim for an Arsenal fan. So tell us a little bit about it generous. in this week's Arsenal moment. This week's Arsenal moment revolves around, I can't say it stronger. I use this term for players when, when you're trying to figure out what does your player bring to a team. If you can't figure out what a player does on the pitch, then he needs to go. If he doesn't bring anything to the team, then he needs to go. It doesn't matter what position he plays. Transfer that to the manager. If the manager, if you can't tell what the manager brings to a team, then he needs to go. The team continues to have no identity. He continues to try different things. He continues to have to make adjustments at halftime because he f***ed it up in the first place. And yes, I did that on purpose. So I'm just saying, you. it is the guy 18 months in, Arsenal is getting worse. And, and for the first year, I didn't think that was the case. It is. I was so optimistic, so optimistic after this summer's transfer window, and then coming into this season, it has absolutely just been an absolute complete disaster. It's embarrassing. The fans. It is embarrassing what he let happen with with Jaka and the captaincy. It is embarrassing what he has let go on on the pitch, and uh, it's shocking. And I can't wait to see him get let go i could only hope that they bring in the right person he wasn't one of the other people they interviewed i think was if it was up to me and and what do i know all i am is a fanboy <laughs> i would bring in mikel arteta a former arsenal captain who's been under pep for the last three and a half years that's where i'd go but they're probably going to go with someone else who will, in three years will get let go and then they'll still bring in arteta so <laughs> well I did, I did shake my head, and I could only imagine what you were thinking when there was another halftime substitution. Callum Chambers is subbed off at halftime. So I used to like it because I'm like, okay, well, you're making halftime adjustments. Like, that's bold. Not many people do it. And now I look at it. It's funny just how you, you look at things differently. Now I look at it as, oh, crap. I should have done this in the first place. You're playing Southampton at home. You really need three at the back? You really need to have five defenders on the pitch? No, you don't. You need four, unless you really, really just want to play with three. And yes, I guess you could say, well, 
you know, we've been so horrible in defense. Maybe we'll have five <laughs> defenders out there. Well, you know what? Maybe you don't give identity roles to people, and therefore they don't know their roles and or you don't enforce it. So sure. I'm just, you know, you bring on some subs and the team starts looking better. Martinelli and Willick come in with excellent energy. And if you're not going to play Ozil in, in what I think is his best position, I don't then you know, don't play man. him. Then you just yeah. don't play him. Like, like if his work rate isn't good enough for you, then 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 don't play him. It's just I don't know. Lacazette bailed him out. I kind of wish they would have lost. I, wow. I I feel like if they would have lost, that maybe he would have gotten sacked. Is that how yeah. Lacazette feels too? Because he didn't celebrate that second goal. Yeah, Lacazette. It's interesting. Yeah. So so here's the other thing. Yeah. Side note: Lacazette and Aubameyang, our boys, have not signed re-signed contracts. I think everyone. I behind the scenes, knows that they want to. I think they both understand that if Emery's there, they're not going to sign. I don't know if they said that yet, you know, but that's my gut. And so we'll, we will see we'll see what happens there. But I, he's well, got pro- to go. And the problem is that Lacazette looks fine. PA looks fine. Nicola Pepe has integrated pretty well. They look fine. But it, it feels like they're playing a, like a 0-0-3 formation. They don't know what they're doing in the midfield. They don't well, know what they're doing in defense. It's just chaos. And yeah. the the only good defender is Ben Guendouzi and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Ceballos at times when he's played in the right position and when he but, plays. But they don't have uh, Torreira has not done as good as I thought he would do uh, in, in protecting the back. Shaka has never done that, um, and so they don't have a defensive midfielder protecting the back, and it's just wide open and and. They got problems, man. I think they got good pieces, uh, and so I think if they're smart, they'll see what Spurs did, and they're, they'll they'll see what Everton's about to do. And, and you keep missing the boat and making changes at the right times. That they're, they're gonna get Emery out, Potch in. I'm bored. I would still rather have Arteta. I know, I know you. Would. But I like that's Arteta. not horrible. Pochettino is an excellent manager. The They'd best be good, yeah. The best case for... He's more proven, for sure. It's true. The best case for four Arsenal defenders rather than five, going back to something you said earlier, was the uh, play of one Musa Gineppo, who is this week's winner of the Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week Award. Wow. Was I glad that guy was on the pitch. <laughs> Why is that, Dave? bad for him. It was awful. It, <laughs> I'm watching this game, and, like, first of all, it was such a wonky game. Southampton scores on the on the quick kick that's yeah that technically was still rolling, but that's fine. I know that they do that all the time. And Arsenal, you could say, fell asleep and was worried about complaining about the call. Callum Chambers turns and they free kick and Ings runs right by him. It's like the same move that our Aguero was uh, yelling at the ref the other week and just not paying attention and Lo and behold, they put one in the back and then the other well, side. Well, but he it wasn't his responsibility to play defense. True. It was <laughs> right. Chambers. Not quite Let's not revisit that VAR debacle. But, so, no, listen, though. I want to hear your take on this, Andrew, because this, yes, this so was a very— I wanted to bring that up. Yeah, it's a very fast free free kick that led to that first Southampton goal. Is that—I I know you talked about the ball, the ball, the ball technically still moving. Obviously, that should be an issue. But quick free kicks are not new. This one just happened to contribute pretty easily to a goal. So I saw that. My thought was this, and then I, I want to say this so you, then you can comment on yeah. it. Yeah. My thought was, okay, I know free kicks are fine. I was caught up in, was the, the free kick taken too quickly? 
Because I, I in midfield it happens all the time and no one really cares because no one's really going in on goal. This one was taken so quickly with one pass, someone's in on goal. And it was it felt like about ten yards outside the box. Right, yeah. Not directly in front on the wing. And so I think my question to you on the Slack workspace was when does the, the whistle when does the ref stop play and say, okay, there's no quick free kicks? Like what could was Arsenal's responsibility at that moment to like Stand in front of the ball so they they can't free kick and then the, make the referee will come make a move back ten yards yeah. to spray the line and you said something I had not heard before you called it a ceremonial kick yeah yeah ceremonial is the word we use um, so in general the players can take a free kick whenever they want whenever they're ready good to go. And he even said this. They played a slow motion thing, and it looks like the ball was still rolling like half a mile. I'm not sweating. Hour. I'm not sweating that because that happens all the time. Yeah. I, it just seemed like the proximity, and what you're saying is that that technically shouldn't matter. The proximity to the goal, right? Yeah. seemed like like I don't see that much, and so it was either when I, I, think I, I don't see that much because yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so either Arsenal wasn't prepared for that, and or. It's just generally not allowed. Yeah, and and you see, like the worst people in this is La Liga. You know, I'll I'll feed into your hatred of La Liga <laughs> for a second. Like you have six people who walk up to the ball, and usually that's what it is. And I can't even remember who actually took the kick, but if you looked, the foul happens like five yards to the right, actually closer to the middle of the field. And somebody did step in front of the ball and like, oh wait, this is bad, and obviously not allowed to do it, but whatever it happens. And whoever kicked it, picked it up, and moved it two yards closer to where the foul was. And I guess whoever stepped on the ball forgot he was arguing and didn't look at the ball. So the ball actually moves closer where the foul is. Which is a good thing. Which is a good thing. And then they take it, and as soon as he kicks it, everyone goes, oh, that's not where I thought it was. Mm. And Callum Chambers is the one. I think I put a picture of this. His arms are literally up. His back <laughs> is to the ball. You're right. I agree. Right. Not marking his man. Yeah. Right. So, like, they can take it whenever they want, unless the referee is given a big, huge whistle and saying, hey, on my whistle, goalkeeper, set your wall, give them 10 yards, all that jazz. They but can take, they can technically take it whenever they want. Okay. And so, and, but when that's done, like you just described, yeah. that is called sort of a. A this, ceremonial kick. That's referee kick, right. referee talk there, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That, that's good. good information because I'm telling you, I literally in real time I was asking it because I did not know that. Somebody's going to be yelling in a pub this this next weekend. No, that should have been ceremonial. <laughs> I can only hope. Yeah. Please, 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 look please like let that crazy. happen. <laughs> please let that happen. The match of the weekend on paper was City 2, Chelsea 1. Uh, there's a better match that took place, which we'll get to next. Uh, that was the Battle of the Uniteds. However, che- City 2 Chelsea 1 was also a good match. Shockingly enough, no one from either club made the Game Week 13 Dream Team. What do you make of that? Two good teams going at each other. I mean, I feel like that happens when Liverpool and, che- and City play. Like, no one really shows up on the Dream Team. I expected that. I expected a 2-1, 1-2 really? game. Um not many goals. Uh, and I think I said on the last pod that Chelsea has given Liverpool their toughest matches um, of anyone. Probably yeah. better probably better than City gave Liverpool yeah. in, in when, when they played them. So I knew Chelsea was going to stand up and Frank was going to have them ready. 
they're just a little too inconsistent throughout the whole game, and that's what they lack, and that's, that's when City kind of pounced on them. Well, that, that's their youth, too. They have such a young sure. team. Sure. No, there's, there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. And, and for the most part, that, was to, that result was to be expected. I was disappointed that Sterling didn't get a part of either one of those goals. Sure. Or captained him. Yeah, but Riyad Mahrez did, and it's Riyad Mahrez who hasn't put in any fantasy points for something like four weeks. And, and the frustration, if you're in the City game, only continues. Well, but and you look like teams like Arsenal, who I just said a couple minutes ago, like that front three looks good, looks decent, bare minimum. And you got to hope that maybe they'll randomly score a goal. But that's the entire City team. You pick one, yeah. other than maybe KDB um, and Aguero, if he's healthy. I mean, we just found out he's going to be out a couple weeks, and maybe that contributed to his shocking miss. Yeah, uh, maybe shocking for him, not Cameron Jerome. Level. Yeah, not that level. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but that's just so atypical of Aguero. Uh, but y- you got to know with them, with Pep's rotation, you got to pick one, you got to hope, especially for a tough game like this, like you said. So Mrs. Mares is hadn't started in five weeks. Yep. The last four games he started, 10, 15, 1, and 10. That, that he started. Those that span he started. eight that's different started. games. Yeah, no, but Again. you're right. When he plays, he's great. Why can't the kid play more? Because Play it's more. City. Because it's City. Well, but they also have Champions League. They have FA Cup. Like uh, multiple competitions running here. And Mares plays more in Europe than he does in the league. Right Bernardo Silva is the reason why. Yeah. Because because he's out there. Honestly, if you owned two city midfielders, you might be best to own Bernardo Silva and or Mares because they rarely play at the same time. And uh, one of see. them will always be starting. And whoever so starts idea. gets points. Yeah. There you go. Interesting. Little handcuff option in the midfield there. That is weird, but weird enough. I just realized that as I was saying, you're not going to do it. That's pretty brilliant. You're not going (laughs) to do it, but it would work if you did, right? That's right. Well, let's go to the match that was actually the match of the weekend: Sheffield United three, Manchester United three. Uh, Holy moly! What a match! Right, there I were, was only able to watch uh, the second half of the game. That was the best half, and you it picked was a good half. half to watch. <laughs> it was outstanding. One player from each side made the dream team. Let's start with Sheffield United's John Fleck. Hey, you know what? I just I think last week he almost made it into the sports guessing team. I believe you. I mean, John Fleck. I, I thought about bringing him because in because I would have thought. Again, when I'm picking the sports guessing team, who would pick him? Yeah, right. Well, it's just sports guessing. His price, <laughs> his price was four eight coming into this match. His last three scores nine two and thirteen. I don't think he's going to do that all the time. However, you could do worse than John Fleck among all those discount options in the midfield. I think he's a great fifth option if you're talking about a McGinn, if you're talking about a Cantwell, if you're talking about a John Fleck. Like this, think- this club's not going away. They're not. Sheffield United is not going away. Two clubs aren't going away are Leicester and Sheffield United. Absolutely true. And by the way, I mean, they have played the top six, and they're still in fifth. Yeah. I think they're fifth. Are they still fifth? Love six. Sheffield's six, six are now on the table. I tell you what, I have, I didn't realize Flex last three were – he had a 9-2 and a 13. Yeah. Hey, it, their it, upcoming you, schedule. Their next ready, five matches. Are you ready for this? Yes, I'm looking at, at it. At Wolves, home to Newcastle, at Norwich, home to Villa – at Trashbirds, home to Watford. <laughs> Next six. Yeah. Thank you. Count yeah. again, Scott. Let me tell you something. John Fleck. Not terrible. Not 
terrible. Obviously, your defenders didn't do as well uh, just because of the nature of the scoreline. It killed but, me. It killed me to see that first goal go in as I'm starting Lundstrom and Baldock. But I get it. That's fine. I'll get I'll get clean sheets the next six weeks. Before we move <laughs> to Manchester United, I mean, for sure. Before we move to Manchester United, though, listen to say. His last five he are outstanding. 6 7 13 2 7. That's his last five. Now, I know he subbed off early in this match. I don't think there's anything to be concerned about there. Therefore, I want to ask you guys the question stud or dud? At 5 0? At 5 0, stud. I'd rather have him going forward than IU. Yeah. Oh, wow. With that schedule that I just mentioned? That's beautiful. That's, that's all the green blocks that Brian Look, we loves. Both, Andrew, we both own. IU. Yeah. I'm saying right now I'd rather own Musay going in for the next six weeks. If I hadn't used my transfer, Musay would be it. So here's <laughs> I can't assuming believe. <laughs> assuming health. Hold on. Assuming health. Assuming he's not injured, yeah. Because he, he looked like I don't know if he pulled a hammy. It sure. looked like he kinda of pulled up lame a little bit, almost like Aguero did. Uh yet he seemed didn't seem to be like they were the the trainers were really treating him when he came off the pitch. So I don't know if it was kind of a fake pull-up hammy to let a sub come in. It's, a, ye- the, it's a yellow triangle right now. Hey, it's not even as a, a referee. Yeah. When you see that, what's going through your mind? He's probably fine. I know, but but you have to do the referee protocol and stop it at some point, right? I'm not sprinting over. I'm putting a hand on his shoulder, saying, "You staying or are you going?" And okay. he's probably shrugging and going, "Yeah, I'm going." Okay, that's it. There's no so, urgency. Yeah, yeah. He's it, not dying. Right. <laughs> you know, like the referees know usually when there's a when there's a serious there, it's pretty obvious injury. when there's a serious injury. Yeah. And he just looked like I'm done for today. I don't hey, want to push it. Fun ref fact here. What what's the worst injury you've seen on a pitch? Oh, because I know I know <laughs> this. I've played as a player years ago in the few games that I played coming up through the youth ranks in Georgia. Uh, which doesn't have strong soccer league. Um, aggressive soccer. And or even this year, I've been to like two high school games, Yeah, and I saw a brutal injury. What's the worst thing you've seen? Uh, exposed shin bone on a Ugh. goal line tackle. Yeah. And I don't remember if I've ever waved a coach on so hard yeah. and tweeted so many times in my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get it. it tweeted the whistle, not on yes. Twitter, like yes. taking pictures. No, take up my phone and say, yeah. Well, hey. LOL, this is bad. Hashtag yeah. injury, hashtag soccer, <laughs> hashtag ref life. <laughs> ref life. Very good. Oh, well done. Uh, I'm going to come back to uh, a VAR review, oh, you know, yeah. VAR play on this match. But before we do, let's, let's, let's stay positive. Let's talk about Marcus Rashford. He's also having a moment. Yeah, absolutely. If you have him, don't you dare sell him. I had him to start the season, and I sent him out. So, of course, you know, now I'm not going back, but his last five, nine, nine, two, five, eleven. Yeah, but his this- ownership is 15%, right? So, but he's at an eight, six. I just feel like, man, come on, guys, there's a lot of guys around him that I'd rather have more. He's woken Even with up those little. five weeks, those five scores. Listen, I don't know, man. If you, if you look at that last goal, I mean, you're right, Scott, nine, nine, two, five, eleven. I mean, that. You're right. Other than Vardy, find me a striker who scored better than that in the last right. five weeks. And if and if you look at their movement, look at that last goal. When that ball goes in the net, there's nine Sheffield players in the penalty area. Wow. Nine. Up top, they're moving well. OGS needs to just 
get it together. I don't think he's as bad off as Emery. He wasn't as bad off as Potch. He's de- he's not as bad off as Emery. The tools are there. They just have to figure it out. Their counterattacks are crazy strong, they- and all it takes is two seconds for them to move upfield. If you have them already, keep don't them. sell them. What's just interesting, keep- though, is they are similar, except they have a way better defense and goalkeeper, right? Absolutely. But – David Hay. They have they have a they have game. a great top line. I like yeah. Martial and Rashford going forward. And Daniel James, I like that kid too. Well, not and, as a person. And then, and no, then all of a sudden, <laughs> then you. Uh, oh, okay, I don't know. But him. as a as I a don't know him as, as intimately as you two do. Call him. Nah, Call just, him. just watch him. Just watch him. He's he's not he's not a good he's not a good I'm person. Gonna, no. Look, until I meet him, he's I'm a good midfielder for Manchester United. Yeah. But their center, the center of their (laughs) midfield. I don't even know. The center of their midfield is what I'm referencing with Fred, Andres Pereira, and and whoever else without McTominay. But he wasn't out there. No, he wasn't. He was suspended. Uh, That midfield looks a lot better with McTominay out there. So Andor Pogba. I think they have a guy named Pogba on their team. Yeah, Dave Paul Pogba. (laughs) Jeffrey Pogba. Something Paul. Oh, oh Prince Pogba. Yes. Mark, Mark Paul Pogba. I think Prince he's Paul on the team. So yeah. anyways, I, I here's the deal. He's right? missed. There's no question. You throw Pogba yeah. and McTominay out there, team looks a lot different. So I, I United United fans should should keep their heads up. I, they're not things aren't as bad as they might seem. You could be Arsenal. There was a moment where they probably thought, they being Manchester United fans, that they were gonna get all three points. Even during a VAR check after Ollie McBurney's goal that leveled the match 3-3. It was, but I know that when whenever you have a, a late goal or really any goal that goes to a, a lengthy VAR review, it has kind of gotten to the point where you just never know what it's what's going to happen with that. Like Spurs and City. Gonna, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are they going to find a foul that we can't see or that we're not paying any attention to? Are they going to see a you know a toe offside or a, a, an arm use that isn't yeah. clear to the naked eye? There was a check here. In theory, I, I think it was maybe not in theory, maybe in reality, but I know in the moment the the suspicion was that McBurney might have used his arm a little bit. In that yeah, shot. I don't know how he got his arm away, quite frankly. I had to watch it probably <laughs> five times. It, so I made the point, Andrew, a couple of weeks ago that you know I do this this job on the side where I where I narr- I do quality control for narrated audiobooks. Yeah, yeah. I and sometimes I hear noises in the background, or the voice doesn't quite seem right to the character, and so I'll go back and I'll listen to that you know little stretch again. And if it doesn't jump out at me the second time, I might go back a third time, but I don't go back a fourth time. If it's not clear to me in two or three listens, then it's not going to be clear to someone who's just listening to the book you know for for fun for yeah. pleasure. I feel like that's what VAR should be doing. If it's not obvious, going back and looking, okay, in in the in the live play, oh, um, McBurney might have used an arm there. It Let me go weird. back and check, right? Weird, yeah, yeah, exactly. Let me see it a second time. No, nah, it's not obvious. Let me check it a third. Okay, don't check it seventeen times. Right? Do you agree? Is that is that a thing? Yeah, and I mean, from the objective things, whether or not a ball is out, whether or not a challenge was in the penalty area, offside calls, like there's objective standards there are in a, uh, some areas. Um, but in, in the case like that, I mean, this is not an NFL podcast by any means. But well said, uh, proud of you for that. It yeah, was my first. You're, you're like that felt right good. In. Yeah, that felt yeah, good. Absolutely. But they they don't take an arduous amount of time, and whatever they the, try not to. Whatever the call yeah. in the field was, if you can't prove it wrong, it's right. That's true. And this was a. But perfect, they have language for that too, right? Exactly. It's either that they confirm the call or that the call stands. Exactly. And it means two different things. 
Precisely, if yeah. If the call stands, it means I don't have clear video evidence of this. And I know clear and obvious hasn't actually been used this way in the None NFL, but they're excellent right. at clear and obvious in the NFL. It, that same kind of idea, right? Yes. And And the first couple looks, probably the first two or three, it looks like it just bounces weirdly off of something. And the only the only thing I can think of is that it goes, maybe he's just a really skinny dude and his shoulder bone sticks out yeah. and it pops off of that. Yeah. I don't know. There's soccer shoulder, players. I mean, fit. <laughs> you're not calling a hand. If someone throws a shoulder into a ball. No. You're, you're not calling that a handball, are you? Bicep and shoulder, two different things. Right. And if it's a shoulder, they're fine. Right. But you're right. After the second or third time, I was sold on the third time. I'm not going to see anything better. The fourth and fifth time, I literally just slowed it down frame by frame to try and see. They should not be doing that on the pitch. And I don't think they are currently uh, based off the replays that they've done. But I think you're right. After the second or third time, unless it's an objective decision, I think you're just fine. Let it go. Yeah. Keep so you're whatever's okay. On the you're okay with the toe offside being called offside? Yeah, only because you got to draw the line somewhere, literally and figuratively. Because if you so okay, say they're the slightest bit offside, you call offside. That's at least an equal standard across the board. But what if you're saying, oh well, if it's if it's five millimeters, that's okay. Yeah. Well, that's I the same line. That. You're no. just drawing it somewhere. I else. am so I don't, yeah. okay with the offside thing because it's measurable. It's the stuff where they won't go in and re-review a referee's call, and they're scared. Red card yeah. penalty stuff like they're that. They're yeah. scared to, you know, how come someone couldn't come in and say, "Hey, son, fouled him, but it wasn't a red card." Right. right. Yeah, yeah. That made a difference in that game. Yeah. Uh, him coming off the Spurs end up drawing that game. This is when Andre Gomez was hurt. Yeah. 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 So I, I'm just saying, like, but of course, you know. Anyways, we need to rehash all that. Bottom line <laughs> is, yes, I am. Absolutely, every single time, what you just said is perfect. That 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 no one can complain about it if you're always doing the toe. At it's, the, it's the same standard every same time. Same standard every time. Millimeter Give off me is that off every game. Yeah. Sometimes you just look at it and go, "Ah, it sucks for us." Right. Super inconvenient. You you made your run literally a split second too much, but it happened. It. Yeah, but it's a millimeter for everybody. That's right. That's I true. agree All with right. that. Well, let's move on to Brighton nil, Leicester 2. There are a few clubs, maybe just one, that's hotter than Leicester right now. Uh, and, and as a result, of Actually, course... Actually, Zot, that's incorrect. You think Leicester's hotter than Liverpool? Well, technically, if you look at the last five results, Leicester's won all points. five, and Liverpool has one draw in there. Suck it, oh, Scott. So I'm just saying, you know, you can go with fanboyism, or you can go with stats. Well, it's but true. OMG Liverpool, Dave. <laughs> I mean, but I could also look at the seven points clear in the table, too. So. But you said the hottest. That means All right. like within some form of near time frame. No one should argue about how good Leicester is right now. So yeah, I will concede no the, that. Jamie Vardy once again makes the dream team with 12 fantasy points. Scott, is he, is he in the area where we look at him and go, I just leave my captain on him? Yeah, honestly, he should right? be. Yeah. I mean, is it? It's kind of there, especially if you're at home and it's anyone except for like Liverpool and City. Why are you moving it? Now I will say this: my my brother Matt, brother Matt, longtime listener of the show. Sorry, True. brother Matt. His and and he's kicking himself this week for this. His general rule, and it's sort of a simple captain rule. Okay. His general rule, especially when it gets to this time of the season, is. I'm going to captain my highest scoring player. 
Whoever scored the most points, I'm just going to captain him because he's got there for a reason. Yeah, it's Interesting. Not bad. Okay. And so I like the simplicity of it. He yeah. did not do that this week, and he's kicking himself. He broke for his role. He did. He did not captain Varney this week. Captain and he's, Aguero. And he captained Aguero. So he lost I. a bet to me. No, so and did he, I. That's right. And he's kicking himself for that. I captained Aguero as well. And after the match week's over, it's like, well, I just I overthought that. And you know what dumb me did? Because I do do a lot of dumb things, and I just said doo-doo. Yeah. I listened back on the pod, and I said that I was going to captain Vardy and Vice Mane. And you, you know switched what? them. I, I did. I ended up switching it to Sterling. I didn't even listen to myself uh, last pod. I listened to you. Thanks, uh, Captain Vardy. Honestly, the worst thing for us is... It was bad, too, because I, that would have put me... It's like seven more points? Ten. Ten? Ten. Jeez. Yeah. Honestly, I think that we uh, we do ourselves a disservice in FPL by by hosting a podcast. Actually, I think Andrew, you're you're screwed now. <laughs> I am because I'm going to tank jinxed. and probably go gonna, down to where I, you are because you're just over. <laughs> <laughs> that was that not the point? All right, he wait. Fits, what was the point? <laughs> he, he fits in too well. Uh, it was a barb. He fits in too I well. Like it. He's fired. Yeah, well um, that is well done. Uh, but you're not wrong. Uh, it's just that you know we have all this great information. We listen to ourselves and we overthink. We overthink, and that's what happened here. Yes, absolutely, Jamie Vardy. But but honestly, Jamie Vardy almost shouldn't have had all these points. No. And this takes me back to you, Andrew. What was that retaking of the of the penalty kick all about? Man, so uh, penalty kicks are weird because there's literally a table. If you open up the laws of the game, there's a table, like a little Excel table, that says if someone infringes on a penalty kick, who did it? Was it before or during the kick? What was the outcome of the kick? And what should you do? There's literally uh, 12 different outcomes, I think. I'm doing wow. the math super quick. So the problem is that it doesn't really get enforced equally. It comes back to the objective versus subjective junk that we were just talking about. Because how many people run into the penalty area before a kick is taken on a penalty kick? Yeah. It happens every single time. Uh, there were three on his first take, I think. All right. Uh, to, I think it was just By Madison. the way, I am beyond okay with enforcing this. I am too. It's because just... I'm still bitter from last year when Aubameyang went to kick oh, yeah. a free kick. There was an opponent that was level with him <laughs> as he went to kick it. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, continue. So, so literally... That's what the law is. Functionally, what it has changed to is as long as you're in the penalty area, but you don't affect anything, yeah, whatever. And, okay, to a point, that's understandable. If Vardy drills it upper 90 and it's never getting anywhere near the keeper, I get it. Who cares if Madison is doesn't put in? matter. Yeah. But if it rebounds and it goes right to the guy who took a step in a foot early, right? you got to do something about that. So the only weird thing, though, is... Part of the rules talk about what is the outcome of the kick and what happens if multiple people infringe. If Madison's the only one, that's a kick coming out. He doesn't get a retake. But because players from both teams, and I'm assuming because one of the defenders was right next to Madison, since they both do it, doesn't matter if Vardy had scored, didn't matter if he had missed, they're retaking it. It feels so it's a little the right bit call. It feels a little bit though like the ends justify the means, which I never like. Like why not just enforce the line? Yeah. The the hard part is based off where the referee should be, you can either watch the end of the penalty area or you can watch that little arc and people can still cheat that way and the referee won't have a good view. So it's it's difficult. It's really not a perfect situation in general. Do we need a second referee in the pitch? 
Uh, that was literally just thinking that. But at the end of the day, that little arc is still curved. And what are you going to put somebody right there and just watch everybody? Maybe. Why not? They're just going to get like Why a not? wide angle Why, camera I, lens. The what? NBA has three referees on a tiny court. Why what? doesn't soccer have at least three referees on Why? a huge pitch? Why can't we have like tennis like line technology? I thought you were going to say like 10 referees. I'm like, okay. <laughs> three teams. <laughs> That's there. a bit much. No, I mean, but if tennis knows if the tennis ball touches the Hawkeye, line. Yeah. Why can't we do that with the with the with the player's foot? Yeah, I guess there's not enough know. money in soccer to make it happen. Yeah, that's true. Wink, that's true. wink. Poor suffering soccer teams. Yeah. Well, the losing team in this match was Brighton, and uh, I want to give you a trash bird <laughs> stat, Dave. I thought you might appreciate that. I love it. The trash bird stat of the day is zero. Brighton was the home team in this match and failed to register a single shot on target. I feel like I've been defending Brighton, because they are better in general under Graham Potter this season. But this was still a trash bird moment for them. Not not a good look at all. Wow, wow, wow. We're going to go to the league leaders next, but before we do, I'd like to present a word from this week's sponsor. Oh. Hello. I'm Chalar Suryunjur, and I'm here to promote Fry's Turkish Delight. The delicious treat from Cadbury, imported into the U.S. from the U.K. just in time for the holidays. You can find Fry's Turkish Delight on Amazon. Ship it in packs of two, three, four, or twelve. Take it from me, Turkish Delight is the best. Yes. What about eleven? Can I get eleven? Thank 11? you, Soyan You said you didn't. You didn't say the ch at the end. Well, I'll let it slide. Right. Whatever. Thanks. If okay. Brian was here, he'd be chastising you. I think he'd be with me. He'd, but be, he'd be smirking, he, he'd thinking to himself, Scott's such a dumb That's <laughs> not. <laughs> he can't like Turkish delights. <laughs> All right. Enough of that. Hey, uh, I want we my didn't seven have... Turkish delights. I want my odd numbered package of yeah, Turkish sure. delights. Yeah, that's right. It's fascinating that the total uh, Dream Team <clears throat> points was 130, given that we didn't have a City player on it, a Chelsea player on it. Or a Liverpool player it on is, it. It is it's wild. True. But Liverpool did get the result they were looking for here. Barely. Crystal Palace won, Liverpool two. Thanks to Zaha being a complete moron. Yeah, he missed one late. Wow. I actually wanted to give him honorable mention on that Christian Benteke. I was going to say, Wasteful player he could have shared, shared yeah. the award with Gineppo. Well, I had it in the agenda until you said, no, it's got to go to Gineppo. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to fight you on that. We'll go with Gineppo. Well, Gineppo did have two chances. Yeah, it's true. Zaha missed true. one. <laughs> Two ridiculously amazing chances. No, the man of the match for Liverpool is Dejan Lovren's lifeless corpse getting shoved, marking nothing but grass that eliminated a goal. Yes, uh, that was the last VAR play of the weekend I wanted to bring your way. The James Tompkins. So, for me, and I know we all oh, love for that. For me. All right, Dave. So... I feel like I'm okay with with calling fouls when they are infringing on the actual play. Lovren had a play on the ball. No, he didn't. Lovren was asleep, drunk, high, or some (laughs) combination of the three. He was literally marking grass and got shoved from behind. But it was a strategic play that worked. His strategic... Empty void of a skull. <laughs> Listen, I get it. Someone will run towards me and shove me to the ground. I I'm know with it. you. I'm with you. But at the same time, I hate all of the dirty play on, specifically on corner kicks, but really on any set piece, I'm especially when they are into the box. I'm it's like the you. Mike Dean I just special wanted, right there. I just it's got to be consistent. I just want it to mean something. I felt like this happened 
but it didn't mean anything. Well, so, but the but the like, VAR like, decision was that it did, right? Like, if he would have put both arms on him and tackled him, it wouldn't have been called. I, I just feel like if the ball would have been kicked right to him, I it just the, I don't know. The problem is whenever you have a goal, they review they review what they call the attacking phase of play. Did the ball go out? Was there a foul? Was there whatever? So it's it's a foul. If that happens in midfield, they're calling a foul. I get it. But it has nothing to do with the play. And the only problem I have is that we look at the Madison issue and we say he's a foot inside the penalty area. If the ball goes in, no one blinks an eye, but it comes right to him, right, directly involved with the play. Hmm. And quite frankly, I don't even know that Lovering got shoved. I don't, I, I don't even know that he <laughs> understands that. So he probably woke up a, and went, what happened? But how, do you, how, how is it possible that you say that and yet VAR Review says... It affected the goal. Here's the thing. Because if the referee notices it and he calls it, I have no problem with it. Right? It's, it's a the foul. fact that it overturned He gets play. pushed. Has nothing to do with the play, but he gets pushed. If it happens at midfield, if it happens on the other side of the... If that happens in the penalty area on their corner kick, that's a penalty for Liverpool. 100%. Now, I want to ask you this question because you're here, and it's a. I made this claim several weeks ago. Dave, Dave loves the... The, the viciousness and the brutality of the English game. He loves the physicality of Apparently it, Apparently right? Mike Riley does too. Oh, well, there you go. The issue here is the lack of consistency, right? Is it eventually going to have to happen that the English Premier League is going to either have to eliminate VAR or eliminate that aspect of their play? That's the only thing I see. And, and it's been joked about for years, right? The English game is a different game. And right. Mike Riley literally says it. Ugh. And... And when you say it out loud, that becomes a big issue because at this point, there's too much publicity, there's too much interaction, there's too much internet, social media to ignore the fact that the game should be enforced, maybe not style, tactics, you know, formation, but the enforcement of the laws should be everywhere. It's true. Um, there shouldn't be an issue when someone goes from Premier League to MLS or Brazil to Spain or Italy to the Dutch League. I don't want to pronounce it wrong again. <laughs> like there shouldn't be an issue, at least in that regard, with the laws. A handball in England should be a handball in Italy. Yeah. Um, so in that regard, yes. A I, shove in the back in France is a shove in the back in the Netherlands. Yeah, I guess that's how they say hi in like Croatia or Serbia. <laughs> Like they're just physical hey, hey, careful, that way. Careful, we have listeners there. Too. No, I mean, they're strong players. That's right. <laughs> but but the point remains. Like this is obviously early, and yes, the implementation's been poor. But at the same time, this is probably going to force a change in the English culture yeah. of soccer. Right? It has to. It it has to if they're going to keep using VAR. And at this point, because of how successful VAR has been elsewhere, I can't see the Premier League just dropping it. Yeah, they can't undo VAR. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If they were the first ones in, maybe, right? Yeah, absolutely. Failed. But they're oh, the last ones in. Oh, it didn't work. Sorry, yeah, doesn't exactly. work anywhere else. Guys, very don't do it. Yeah, very good point. All right, let's move on to Bournemouth 1, Wolves 2. There weren't oh, there weren't any Wolves that made the Game Week 13 Dream Team, but we're going to talk about a couple of them. The one guy who did make the Dream Team from this match was Steve Cook, defender for the Cherries. How? <laughs> he scored nine points. How? Accident. Thank you. Hey, can I give you Steve Cook's last five scores? Nine, six, five, one, nine. Are you a little surprised by that, Dave? In my face. <laughs> he, we, 
Well, uh, so now Cherry's I will say this: we run. have been talking about this little cherry, kind of weirdly defensive run that they've had. But my guess is, and yes, when you say that Cook's numbers, that is shockingly good. My concern is their upcoming schedule is at Jose Mourinho Spurs, at at Palace, home to Liverpool, at Chelsea, home to Burnley, and then they're home to Arsenal, which you love that matchup. So <laughs> after that, that, start, that starts a good run for them. But that's that's those that's the starting 20s. December twenty eighth. That's the game week twenties. I'm just saying they got a good run because we because we were telling Rico, uh, you know, for the most. All the seasons. The Rico so who far. didn't play. This I'm match? about to sub Rico out mainly because of that stretch. Yeah. There's a new sheriff in town when it comes to low end defender players. Who's that? Uh, Brandon Williams. Brandon Williams of Manchester United. He has played two games in a row. Yeah. If he plays a third, he's I in. mean, he's an easy transfer. He's 4-0. I'm not expecting much from Rico. I just want someone playing in my. In my and fifth, Rico's not anymore. In my guy, fifth GD. midfielder spot, yeah. or my fifth defender spot, right? Fit. Why not Brandon Williams? Like, if he's playing, I'm not expecting much from the l- smallest, least position player on my fantasy team. My fifth week, defender. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't. All I all they are doing is occupying a space for me because I'm never trying to play my defenders. Although this week, I could play. I love my match, my fantasy matchups this week on my team. They look good. Oh, you play, I, you gonna play a chip? No, I thought that's about interesting. It. I love my matchups all everywhere on my team. This Bench week. boost? Question mark. I'm not kidding. Every every single matchup, I love or sort of love. Bench the, boost. The one that I don't love is Sheffield at Wolves. That's the only one I was worried about. Right, but. In uh, and then, and then uh, Bournemouth at Spurs. Uh, so I have Rico. In other words, like I'm probably not. Sure. I'm not gonna play a bench boost because my my bench uh, goalkeeper never plays. Wait so. until you do your second half wild card. Yeah. Usually you play your wild card in the next week. If you've done it right, maybe that's your best week. Yeah. Bench boost. And yeah. hopefully you think about that ahead of time. But man, I I'm expecting a big week. This week, I think I got a big week incoming. From well, Steve Cook had a big week. Obviously, we're not taking a lot of stock into that. But someone else who had a pretty big week, and I want to ask you if he's a stutter dud now. I know that he's been a dud up until the last two weeks. No, Ryan Frazier, two fives in a row, stutter dud. He's down to seven pounds, gentlemen. He's a. I don't like Bournemouth's incoming schedule, but they score goals. You might not like it for their They've defense. They've scoring a lot of goals. It used to be it felt like they scored a lot of goals. It might also depend on, I think David Brooks is getting a lot closer to being healthy. And so, but they played together last year. No, I know. No, no. Okay. Oh, that would be a good thing for Frazier, you're saying. That's exactly not, right. Okay, yeah. I was assuming you meant he was going to no, play in his place. No, I think he's going to add to the offense. Got it. And add to the creativity to unlock Frazier. So I so I think I think Brooksy coming back into the team will be a very good thing. Now I know I, I'm not willing to buy Frazier yet. I got to see more, especially and I don't like the incoming Bournemouth schedule. All right. Well, and furthermore, you just got triangles everywhere for this team. I mean, everywhere. You got King, Solanke. You said Brooks. You got Billing. I mean, this is a, they. They might be good. They might be coming back eventually, but I don't know that I'm willing to say stud on a guy whose numbers are eh okay. Yeah. Uh, and really not rise in stock very 
very much anytime soon. All right. Well, there are two Wolves. I'm very curious to know if you feel the same way. They didn't make the Dream Team, but their numbers are looking pretty good. I mean, Raul. Stud. Stud. Okay. You, you know who has the most goals all competitions out of any Premier League player this it's year? Raul. Raul. I believe you. Unfortunately, he's not doing it so much in the league, but it's whatever. <laughs> but his last six, he's had returns five of the last six matches. He's doing it. And that's the same issue that we're looking at with Norwich and Timu Puki is that Puki has just been single-handedly willing Finland into Euro. Yeah. And he's going to get better. He's going to score more goals. You talked about In Wolves. your face, Scott. Yeah. It's not happening yet. 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 But I'll tell you, two weeks, he's got a brace against Sheffield. I think it's Sheffield that they play. Two weeks. That's a bold call. Arsenal, no, they play Chef- oh, no, Arsenal no. next week. And I oh, think it's Sheffield. You might have a hat trick against Arsenal. Uh, well, yeah. I'm assuming <laughs> that. I just wanted to skip over that. But he here's might, the thing. He might finish the bet off with a six-pack yes, against that. Arsenal. Yeah. Wolves are out of the League Cup. It's been a couple of weeks. They've looked better in the pa- past couple of weeks, too. Yes, they have. Fun fact. You know when the last time Wolves lost other than League Cup? When? September 14th. Wow. Liverpool has lost sooner than that against Napoli. Well, that's why Wolves is up to fifth, right? Right. I mean, they're looking really good, and so obviously their players are going to look really good. I I have a question. So I'm an Aguero owner. I'm not going to be. He's going to be my transfer out. He's going to be gone, yeah. And I'm open to even going down, like like throwing a ton of money back into my bank that I can reinvest somewhere else. So I, my question is this. Is there a more obvious set it and forget it front line if you want to play three forwards then abraham vardy and raul all of them in the sevens they're all in the sevens yeah well vardy's at 9.6 but oh sorry nines 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 close close though (laughs) i got ahead of myself it is the second half of the pod now andrew the bourbon is true kicked in (laughs) but they're 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 not tier one they're not top tiered prices especially defenders about every I mean, other game, but I mean, at Price, least. Aguero, Kane, and Aubameyang's your expensive front line. That's your top-tiered front line. And, and Aguero is injured, and Aubameyang is playing you don't want with any two of them. other players on the yeah, field. Yeah, you don't want any of them. I'm saying like that is a great front three yeah. where you can spend your money in the midfield. And you can do Mani, KDB, Salo when he comes back. Something ridiculous. Exactly. So, uh, I just want to put that out there. Raul is a stud. How about Moutinho? I think his stock is rising. With six, wolves. four, and ten. Yeah. Six, four, and ten. And his free kick goal here was nice. It was beauty. Yeah, it was good. If you like luck, it's good. <laughs> so you're you're not big on Matinho? No. I, look, my brother Matt, he would argue that this is this is what Matinho did last year. He started off kind of slow, and then he came in and was strong. Your brother doesn't sound like much like a Smith. No. He sounds like a seventy year old man. <laughs> sure. Well, you know. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't do voices. Brother Matt or Grandpa Matt? Sure. <laughs> Grandpa Matt. Good for you, Matinho. He said I'm not big on voices. Great. Good. Good for you, Matt. Good for you, Matt, who who benched Matinho and started Salah, and oh. Salah didn't play, and so Matinho comes in off your bench with ten points. Well done. Well freaking done. So the Milivojevic rule is now the Matinho rule. No, look. But but realistically, who who are you going to get more for, more from at 5.3? Yeah. McGinn? You're going to spend half a pound more? Who hasn't yeah, been Dave, performing? Yeah, Dave. McGinn or Matinho? McGinn. Matinho Come or... Come on. Based on what? Matinho or talent. Cantwell? Um, no, I would rather have Matinho than Cantwell. Matinho or Mount? Uh, Mount. Not not close. Yeah, I'd go with Mount, yeah. Really? 
Mm-hmm. He's got Matini's got me a lot more in the last three weeks. Uh, yeah, but I just look at Mount Ceiling's way higher. He's already like twenty points him, high. Him it's another dollar or so. But... Jimenez is the only wolf that I would would want. All right. If you do Mount as opinion, your fourth and you load up with a Mane, KDB, Sala... I will say this. And then throw in Moutinho, that's a good I idea. I don't hate anyone who has Moutinho there. What's wild is his teammate, Traore, who's cheaper than him, has scored more points. He's catching up. That's interesting. I mean, and I don't know. I mean, he just got called up to the Spanish national team, granted in a pretty pointless game, but whatever. But he's been looking better. He, he was very much a... What was the what was the big guy? Uh, probably two years ago. Blessing. Akinfeva. Uh, yes. Akinfewa. Um, yes. That's close. Yes, that's, that's close. Really close. And he would just destroy people off the ball. That's what I thought of Triori the first time I saw him, and he has turned out to be much better. He's actually starting to show some skill. <laughs> uh, right, and I mean he helped down City, so that's yeah. something. Yeah, there's no doubt. Well, before we leave this match, I want to provide everyone with Scott's stat of the day. And now, it's time for Scott's stat of the day! Comes from this match here. The stat of the day is the number four, Dave. Four. Four is the amount of times that Ramsdale uh, wiped his forehead with his towel. I think that's a little low. Hmm. Shoot. Yeah. Any guesses, Andrew? Uh, I'm going to guess the number of times Eddie Howe looked like he just ate a lemon whole. (laughs) (laughs) That's well said. Lime? Lemon. Uh, One of the two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, No, it's the number of red cards Simon Francis has had over the last four seasons. (laughs) It represents approximately 57% of Bournemouth's red cards (laughs) during that time. Four of the seven red cards Bournemouth has had since they were promoted have been Simon Francis's this past game week that's crazy, was number man. four. That's not even as bad as like Pepe. That's so crazy. It's that's crazy. Like why would you put him out there? Why even put him out there at this point? Socrates is looking at that and going, man, you're <laughs> reckless. <laughs> True. All right, we're heading into game week fourteen. Uh, actually, as we record, we should let listeners know we're heading into game weeks 14 and 15. Yeah, that's true. Game week 15 is going to be the first midweek game week of the season. Coming up quick. And so as we move forward, what are we looking like, guys, in terms of our lineups, in terms of captains and uh, transfers in? I have not made a transfer yet this week. I think I might end up going uh, and moving Rico out and or just saving it. I love my matchups for this team, my team this week. I think I am going to captain. It's tough, right? It's because I want to – Vardy's been on such a tear, and he's playing home to Everton. And as far as I know, as of this current moment, Silva is still the manager. So, therefore, <laughs> yeah. uh, there's still bad mojo in the locker room. So, it's either going to be Vardy and or Mane at home to the Trashbirds. Uh, both have complete demolishing on both play. I mean, you, I don't think you can lose with picking either one of those players. A differential captain uh, might be Martial at home to uh, Aston Villa. That's good. But I am probably going to go with uh, Vardy and Ormane. And then there's Chelsea, which I have three. I have two Chelsea players, Abraham and Pulisic. And uh, they're playing home to West Ham. I'm telling you, I love my team yeah. this this week. So, so we'll see. Um, 
And again, you know who could take the cake is Alexander Arnold uh, for Brighton. But I think I'm going to lean Varney. Yeah, I mean, Vardy's an easy pick. Uh, I mean, first it, off, it, he just looks good. But you have uh, at home to uh, Watford next week. You have at home to Everton, who just got walloped by Norwich. I think they're playing Everton this week. Yeah, Everton this week, and then Watford. Gotcha, I mean, okay. you can't go wrong with Vardy. Uh, City has to go up against United, and that's always a wild card. So I'm, I don't know about KDB and Liverpool has them. I, th- I think Spurs City's do. playing at Newcastle next week. Here's, yeah, and here's the pro. Here's the okay. pro tip, Dave. I just picked up from Andrew. Okay, Andrew's yeah. pro tip. Yeah, yeah, he said Captain Vardy because in case you forget about the midweek game week, yeah. then your captain's still on Vardy, right? Exactly <laughs> for the midweek game week. <laughs> see, what he, see what he did there? Yes. that's pretty I, smart. Yes, in case you, someone out there listening happens to forget to hit the cl- the Conf- save the click. confirm button on the lineup choices. I've never yeah. heard of someone doing such a thing. No. Yeah. Who, no, who would, who would no. do something like that? Yeah, but like, so Chelsea <laughs> has West Ham this week, Aston Villa next week. So if you want the Tammy Abraham, if you want the Pulisic, it's not a bad idea. But Vardy's two next matchups are just so good. If you want to do a Sun, if you want to do a Kane, uh, you know Spurs against Burnmouth and then uh, United. Uh, okay, but Vardy just seems easier than that. Guys, I'm telling you, don't overlook the fact Salah rested this past week, which hurt some people, but he's hosting Brighton. I know they have a Champions week, a Champions League match in the midweek. Hey, Scott, just want to bring something up for all the people Mane. still owning Salah and Mane. They are now the same cost, 12-2. They are both 12-2, and Mane has outscored him by 20 points. Absolutely. Do you own Salah or Mane? I do. Both? No, I currently own Salah. Why? I can't defend it. I, I just I've had other places I've gone for my free transfers plus some more. I feel like Salah will get better. I, I keep thinking every week he's gonna be the one to score the goals. Obviously, if you're getting into the Liverpool midfielder game, you you go you go with Mane. Mane is the right choice. He has been for ne- a number of weeks. So absolutely go with Mane. That's my fantasy Premier League advice as a podcast host. But yeah, as an FPL player, I do have Salah. And honestly, I'm probably not going to go to transfer him out this week either. I've got Sergio Aguero to send out. So that's that's where that's where I'm going to focus my attention. Your defense of Salah sounds like. The There's nerdy. no defense. I just have him. He's you, just there. You, you sound like the nerdy coworker who knows that the flirty person he works with is going to make out with him at some point. <laughs> it's going to happen this week. She's going to tell me she loves me. Hey. Uh, the, the beauty of that is that nobody's going to know this, but this is the second time we're doing this because of some recording issues. Well, now and everyone you, will know this, well, so yeah, you but just said it. He he gave a different analogy this time. That is <laughs> it's absolutely, still just as good. <laughs> it's better. It was brilliant. Yeah, that was absolutely amazing. Yeah. yeah All right. True. Let's transition to the end of this thing. Dave, you're three and one in sports guessing. This is going to be so annoying. You want to know why? But, but hold on. Let me set this up. Let me make sure. Let me make sure this gets in here. And this is the first time before we record again where we're going to have a midweek game week that is is coming up. So game week is the same sports guessing team both weeks. Ooh. I mean, it might have to be. Might have to be. You know what? We might put out another one on uh, maybe midweek. Scott on the socials. On the socials, and we'll throw one out there. There's only one captain choice then. I like that. He's grabbing four goals in two weeks. I'm telling you, Jamie Vardy. That's the real right. captain, not the sports guessing captain. What's the matter with you? <laughs> All right, Dave. Who's, who's the sports guessing squad for the upcoming week? <laughs>
Sports, sports, guess, guess, guessing. Goalkeeper, again, we've already done this, so this is going to yeah. seem a lot more seamless because before you knew that I, I was... can vouch and Andrew can vouch. 100%. He made this up on the fly. Unfortunately. I hit it's... save and the stupid computer shut down. Yeah, it stupid happens. Computers. Ben Foster. No hey, one would deliberately pick you know people what? twice. This. You know what? I'm going to do this like it's original. Do it. <laughs> Scott, you know where we're going this week? <laughs> At the goalkeeper? Tim Cruel? No, that's crazy. <laughs> Not Tim Cruel. We're going Ben Foster. Ben Foster is where we're going there. Three penalty he saves. We will crush it for you this that sounds week. sounds great. In the defense, we are going Enda Stevens. That's right. Enda Stevens. <laughs> the end of all to be all. Oh, my Lord. Where else? Where else? Matt did I, Doherty. Matt, did I say I Doherty? Got, I got this for you, Dave. I don't think I said Doherty. I wrote this down. You I said did. Doherty, Lascelles, and Cresswell. That was your back line. Stevens, Doherty, Lascelles, and Cresswell. Right, who's wow. better let me step as a defender in. than a non-defender? Let All me right, step in. Right. We're, this is take two. We're doing this thing right, right here. Fine. I got your team. I wrote it down because right. I actually keep the points here for this Very squad. good. All, All right. right. In your midfield, Daniel yes. James. Yes, I remember this. John McGinn. United. Yes. Dwight McNeil. Yes. The Mix. Yes, the Mix. It's Team Mick. Don't and yell then, that too loud. Yeah, it's true. That, <laughs> do, we have to, do we have to use the squeaky toy? No, I, I don't think know. We're fine. I All think right. we're fine. And then your captain, Yuri Telemont. Yes, Yuri Telemont. That's correct. Tamu Puki, Roberto Firmino, front line, Pascal Gross was the first spot on your bench, and no one's ever going to know why, That's because right. only the three of us heard it. That's right. It didn't get saved the One first One bench time. person. You know what? Slowly ease it into the bench. If you support us on Patreon, maybe we'll tell you. Sure. How about why, that? Why not? How and, about that? And we'll tell you why you should captain sports guessing Pookie, because he's grabbing four goals in two weeks. Well, well, technically, I think the captaincy is on T. Lamont. T. Lamont's for sports is. guessing, and also... Don't support us just to find out about Pascal Gross. It's not worth it. No, but do it. Pookie. Why would you not? Pookie <laughs> is playing Arsenal. Don't forget that. Andrew, thank you for joining Wait, us this he's week. He's playing against Arsenal. That's, that's correct. He's, did I say he's playing for? He's I think you did. I wish he was playing No for one's for playing no, for you Arsenal. Don't. You've got two great forwards. That's all you've got. That's true. Fair. Uh, listen, Andrew, thank you for joining us today. Yes, and, sir. Uh, you were not Blast. Brian, but no one could ever be. We're uh, not you even were, Brian. You were like fantastic. negative three Brian's. And uh, it was a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for I coming agree. on Excellent. a whim. Excellent. And uh, we really, really appreciate it. Hey, for the Fancy Soccer FC Podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.